I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with cybersecurity expert Mark Johnson, who heads the healthcare security practice of consulting firm LBMC Information Security. Mark will be discussing some of the top cyber issues that he sees facing the healthcare sector. So, Mark, before joining LBMC a few months ago, you had spent several years as a managing director at KPMG Cyber, and you were also previously CISO at Vanderbilt University and Medical Center. Based on that experience and what you're seeing today as you deal with healthcare clients, what are the most worrisome cyber threats and risks that you see facing the healthcare sector? Well, that's a great question because unfortunately what we're seeing today is the result of the evolution of the IT environments in the healthcare sector writ large. The healthcare sector now, as you know, is the second largest sector of the economy behind only the federal government. And healthcare IT spending has kept pace with that in 2017, reaching $100 billion. And so what that introduces is a level of complexity to the environments that we need to secure and maintain that has just reached a kind of almost a breaking point, but not quite. That coupled with the increased threat environment that we're seeing because the bad actors have been able to monetize the healthcare data in ways that we probably wouldn't have been able to predict as little as five years ago has increased the threat profile of the healthcare sector and increased that with an increased complexity. We're facing the same risks we've been facing for the last year. In 2019, we'll be facing those same risks, and it's going to exponentially grow as the complexity continues to grow. So, Mark, that being said, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see healthcare sector entities making in tackling these cyber challenges? Unfortunately, and this is not true across the board. Obviously, there are exceptions across the board everywhere. And living in Nashville, as I do, I see those exceptions every single day. We have a very strong cybersecurity community in the healthcare sector here in Nashville. But nationally, I still see a number of clients looking at their cybersecurity program in the old ways, meaning the ways that when I first started in healthcare a number of years ago, looking at cybersecurity in the lens of compliance only and not through, if you will, a cyber lens. Unfortunately, what that means is, is that they miss some of that nuanced and important aspects of the technologies and the risks that they face, and they take un- uninformed risk management decisions, which is probably the worst approach to it. Because a compliance view is important, but is not what needs to drive your cybersecurity program. So, Mark, how should these healthcare sector entities correct these mistakes? How can they shake free from this compliance-minded approach to cybersecurity and adopt more robust strategies and controls and everything else that needs to be done in order to keep up with these threats? 
Well, there's a couple of ways that I help advise our clients to try and look at these things. Uh, compliance is obviously still important to a cybersecurity program in the healthcare space, and it can't be forgotten, but it can't be the only driver. I recommend that they take really an unvarnished look at their risk profile, meaning sometimes when you do a risk assessment, the clients want to kind of minimize the risks. The challenge when you do that is that you're really not looking at where you are. And then the other challenge is, is explaining those risks in terms that the senior leadership and the board of directors of the organizations can actually understand what those risks mean to them. So from a cybersecurity perspective, one of the things that I recommend our clients do and one of the things that I've successfully been able to do is you have to understand the business that you're working with first. That way you can put the risks that you're seeing from a cyber perspective in terms of the business so that they can communicate it properly. So an unvarnished look, i.e. a risk assessment, and then put those terms in terms that the senior leadership can understand and the board of directors. And that's still a challenge. Unfortunately, we're facing in healthcare today is that we, when we take a compliance view and when senior leadership takes a compliance view, they go, well, are we compliant or not? And that's really not the question they should be asking. They should be asking, how much risk, where's our risk profile and how do we manage that risk profile? So, Mark, when you go in and work with a client and you look at the various risks that they have and the work that they might have done in terms of assessing risk, but with the compliance mindset, what risks are commonly overlooked by organizations that do have this compliance mindset? Well, they're taking some fundamental things. There's some foundational elements of every cybersecurity program that they need to pay attention to, which will set them up to move forward. And there's four or five areas that pretty much every time I go into a new client, I can bet that they're going to have problems with one or two or three or more of these areas. And when you take a compliance perspective of this, well, I've got a policy associated with that. I've got a program or I've got a procedure associated with that that's documented. But what the problem is, is that it's got to be integrated into the everyday aspect of the organization. And so what I call that is the operational environment and building that into the operational environment of the organization. And those five areas are asset management because you can't protect what you don't know. And the challenge with asset management in today's environment is how do you deal with asset when we have cloud and vendor-supported environments? So that's really, it's not the where are all my computers anymore, it's where is my data and how is my data moving and where is it going to be living the next is identity and access management and privileged access management. Those are the challenges that have been with us for years and probably will be with us for more years. But identity is really the new perimeter that we're dealing with nowadays. Because of the complexity and the integration of these environments across the board, identity really defines now the perimeter of the infrastructure. The next one is really logging and monitoring of that, which you can understand if you understand your assets and you understand identity and access management and privileged access management. Now you have a better understanding or at least the beginnings of the understanding of who's doing what to whom inside of your environment. And that logging and monitoring gives you the insights so that you can see what normal looks like 
so that you can identify abnormal activity. Once you identify that abnormal activity, then the incident response piece of the program has to take place. And a lot of people have gotten actually a lot better in this regard because of all the concerns and the issues that we've seen in the last few years. A number of organizations have gotten a lot better at the incident response piece, and I'm very heartened by that. And then finally, the last part, as we transition into this integrated IT environment, is that vendor risk management process. And traditionally, we spend a great deal of time at the beginning of the relationship with a vendor, setting up the contracts and so forth. But we spend less time thinking about how that contract is managed and the security of those vendors and what they're doing to protect the data that, that we've given to them or the function that we've given it to them. And as part of that, one of the things that our cyber teams need to continue to look at is not just the cyber pieces of it, but also how important that vendor is to the operations of the, that organization. Because a vendor may not get very sensitive data, but is core critical to your operation, they present a risk to you that you need to manage. And so understanding those five areas, those foundational elements, is going to help all organizations, regardless of industry, but specifically in the uh, healthcare industry, doing the right thing and dealing with this very complex and challenging threat environment that we face. So, Mark, with those five areas in mind, is there one particular cybersecurity technology that you think offers the most promise for healthcare entities, but is typically underutilized right now? And what about emerging security technology? What sorts of technologies are most promising to you? Well, that's a great question, and I think there's a number of advances in technologies that show a great deal of promise. I think they span the spectrum from individual technologies that are put in the environment to do specific actions, and you can think of that as something along the lines of how to sandbox your applications so that you have a clean clean environment to work from in each and every application and it doesn't cross-contaminate should that application become uh, vulnerable. The others are not specific to technologies like the use of data analytics, for example, to look at the logging because logs are very voluminous and applying data analytics to that problem set is going to give us insights that we may not have had before. So there's some really promising technologies there. And then lastly, I'd be remiss uh, talking about healthcare IT if we didn't talk about medical device security. And the challenge with medical device security, as you well know, Marianne, is that it's very difficult to manage and patch these systems. The vendors are very, and rightly so, protective of their devices. So we have to look at new and innovative ways to isolate those environments while still providing the connectivity that is needed to promote patient care. So those kinds of processes and technologies, there's a couple out there that are really kind of interesting to me, but they're you know a little more nascent still, but then there's some others that are a little more tried and true that I, I think that the healthcare industry should look at directly. And finally, Mark, as we look to 2019, what do you think should be at the top of that list for most organizations when it comes to improving their cybersecurity posture? 
It's the basics, Marianne. You start with a risk assessment because every day your risk profile changes. And looking at ways to identify and look at that risk profile on a consistent manner, meaning any risk assessment is a point in time exercise. And out of those risk assessments, the very best ones will come out remediation processes that are addressed as you've identified your highest risks. So managing that process and working that plan and documenting it, not just for compliance reasons, but for the ability to be able to revisit those decisions later on. Because being able to revisit those decisions gives you the ability to ask the question, am I still attacking the highest risk problems I need to worry about in this organization? So that consistent view, start with a good unvarnished risk analysis, build your program forward from that, and then drive it and periodically come back and say, am I still attacking the right things? That's what I would recommend all organizations to do, regardless of industry, but especially in the healthcare industry with this unique complexity that we're facing. Thanks, Mark. I've been speaking to Mark Johnson. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.